Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call and webinar. Those invited to attend include congressional representatives, tribal and state and local government officials to include emergency managers, local levy sponsors, and the media. Today's call will include presentations from the National Weather Service, uh, NOAA Climate Prediction Center, and uh, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, as well as the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Water Management Division, Kansas City and Omaha Districts, who will provide uh, the Kansas City and Omaha Districts will provide levy uh, repair updates. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. Today's call slides are available on our website at www.nwd-mr.usace.army.mil. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidsatb.net/unit/usace-nwd. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. All lines have been placed on mute when we get to the question and answer session period. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware the force mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not call on hold. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. This will be the last scheduled call for 2020 of the 2020 runoff year. If situation uh, necessitates, we will host an ad hoc call and make announcements for that in advance. Um, and with that, I will turn it over to you, Doug Fluff. All right. Well, you're going to have to flip the slides for me, whoever's in in control there. Um, thanks a lot to the Corps and all of you folks who are on the call for uh, uh, listening in today, and if you have any questions, uh, uh, there's, uh, uh, like I said, like like Eileen said, there's ways to contact us, I think, at the end of my presentation as well as at the end of uh, the whole thing. Anyway, uh, just a roundup on what's been going on in the uh, Missouri Basin over the last, well, this is from the beginning of the year, actually, because it kind of tells a nice story of how we dodged uh, several bullets, I would say, for the most part. Um, this is from January 1st to uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, the image on the left, upper left, is a, a depiction of uh, a temperature where you see uh, sort of yellow colors or even a light green colors. Those are pretty close to normal, averaged out over that entire period. Um, generally, our, our conditions were fairly normal when you take that five or six month, five month period and look at temperatures. So a little bit cooler up in Montana and a couple places and uh, eastern North Dakota, but and then some warmth across, uh, uh, let's say, the southern portions of the basin. Uh, I think the real story, though, is uh, precipitation, and uh, that's the image on the right. Uh, again, January 1st of this year through uh, uh, June 2nd. <clears throat> and wherever you see yellow to red, which is most of the basin, uh, that's below normal, uh, indicate, indicates below uh, normal percentage of precipitation. So 
We ended up having a relatively dry first few months of the year. Um, yeah, there are some places that got more um, more precipita- precipitation, especially the lower base, very uh, far, far lower basin. And sometimes uh, this doesn't tell the whole story. There were uh, there are there are and were uh, flooding conditions here and then here and there uh, across the basin, but most of it uh, was uh, uh, not comparable to 2019. Uh, next slide. Uh, last 30 days, uh, looking at temperatures again on the upper left, we've definitely been cooler. Uh, across most of the basin, there's some indications of above normal temperatures in Wyoming and Colorado, but really uh, quite a bit below normal uh, temperatures wherever you see green to purple colors across Kansas, Nebraska, eastern, uh, north and south Dakota, e- even up into portions of uh, Montana. So we've been cool. Uh, that's not, that's kind of changing as we all can go outside and, and experience. You know, summer is here. Um, and then looking at precipitation over that same period of uh, early May to early June, uh, we see pockets again of above normal precipitation in the green uh, to purple to blue colored areas. Again, um, a, a, a pale comparison of what uh, what we saw last year, and quite a bit more um, red and yellow and orange, which indicates below normal or, or uh, less percent of normal uh, precipitation during this time. And I will just say uh, it is a critical time for rangeland and such, so there are some uh, some impacts for places in Wyoming and uh, Colorado uh, and Montana and probably western um, uh, North Dakota as well in terms of that. But in terms of stream flow and, 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 and water and streams and rivers and such, um, as you'll see, uh, no major impacts there because of the precipitation yet, or lack thereof, for that matter. Next slide. So here it is. Uh, Here's from USGS. uh, These are all indicators, all these little colors all over the basin are indicators for how uh, the streams are flowing. And wherever you see uh, green, um, light blue, uh, to dark blue, even to black in some cases, that is average to above normal um, flows in those rivers. And I will say some of this is residual moisture from 2018 and 2019 because we have such a uh, quite a bit uh, stored or was stored in the soils. So um, anytime we do have a significant rainfall, those, those numbers jump up pretty quick because <clears throat> base flows are pretty high. Uh, but they are, they are behaving, if you will. Um, in terms of floods and such. Uh, you might notice in Montana some blues and such up there. It's been warm, and a lot of melting is going on. We're sort of reaching the peak of, 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 of snow melt um, uh, in those regions, so you'll see some um, indications of flooding. I think Kevin will cover that. Next slide. <clears throat> uh, yeah, talking about the soil moisture, we do have areas of above-normal um, um, Soil moisture across portions of most of South Dakota, really, a uh, little bit of Nebraska, some of the lower basin, um, even extending up into Montana and such. Uh, that, those are calculated from a model, so um, those aren't actual observations. You also notice this big dry area sort of in the southwestern portion of the of the basin. It's been awfully dry, and uh, there are repercussions from that. It doesn't mean the elevations are dry. It just means that the soils out in the plains areas and southern parts of Colorado, really. Next slide. 
So, uh, looking at... How are you doing? Hello? Someone's not on mute. Hey, um, so looking at the total precipitation over the next seven days, this is an accumulation of that. So if we accumulate it every day for the next seven days of how much precipitation is going to fall uh, across the nation, you'll see... Uh, You'll see as it gets sort of more colorful, if you will, towards those yellows and reds, that's more and more and more. Um, they're talking two, three, four, five, et cetera, inches. Luckily, we're not seeing that in the basin. Uh, we are seeing um, maybe some significant precipitation uh, in South Dakota and such, but significant being around an inch, which won't, uh, won't, won't bother us too much. Um, I, I'm going to put one caveat in here. It may be beyond this... Uh, beyond uh, June 11th, I don't know because I don't think we all know yet what the ramifications of um, Tropical Storm Cristobal is going to be and the track it's going to take if and when it hits uh, the lower 48. You know, if it tracks uh, if it tracks sort of to the east, oh, I'm sorry, to the west a little bit more, um, lower again, lower basin, probably not upper basin. Lower basin would see significant precipitation from that. Um, so c keep an eye on that, I guess, is what I would say for those who are worried about the lower basin. Um, there are some indications that we could get some um, um, precipitation from that, and those tropical storms are known to carry with them immense amounts of moisture. So that's the that's I guess the concern at the moment. But again, lower basin, probably Missouri, eastern Kansas, mainly. All right, next slide. Um, this is a complex map. I'm sorry, I apologize for that. But really, this is looking, this is from yesterday, looking at what we call days three through seven, um, the sixth through the tenth, really, and looking at ha possible hazards. Please ignore the red. And blue, those are those those are for temperatures. Um, but really, the green—if you can see the green circle over uh, uh, Montana, or, or I shouldn't say circle—that's really more of an oval. Uh, there's a, a chance for heavy precipitation on the eighth and ninth up there. That may complicate uh, runoff uh, melt issues. Could could lead to some flooding up there. Uh, there's also a section. There's also a a period on the 9th and 10th across eastern South Dakota, eastern North Dakota, northeast Nebraska, portions of Iowa, that could also uh, see some heavy heavy precipitation. Um, you note these uh, other ones just to our east up the Mississippi. I think I think those are attributed or could be attributed to the hurricane as um, we were seeing that moisture move, or not, not a hurricane, sorry, tropical storm, um, as it sort of fell apart but moved north into our um, into the Midwest. So right now they're taking that to the to our east. <clears throat> but anyway, two other areas uh, mentioned uh, potentially in the next three to seven days of of heavy precipitation. Uh, next slide. Okay, so the temperature and precipitation probability outlook for the next. Uh, for what we call week two, the 11th through the 17th of June, in other words, kind of a short-range outlook, um, calls for it on the left, uh, image on the left, above normal uh, chances of, of temperatures, uh, pretty much extending up into the upper uh, upper portions of the basin, and sort of uh, below normal, ch uh, 
below, below normal temperatures, uh, better chances for those in the eastern part of the basin and, and really lower part of the basin uh, during that period. Uh, pretty much except for uh, Montana, which only has a slight leaning towards above normal precipitation, uh, the rest of the basin is showing uh, um, chance, uh, greater chances for less than normal precipitation during that period, uh, uh, June 11th through the 17th. <clears throat> Next slide. Looking at the entirety of June, uh, I, you know, the, the image on the left I hope speaks for itself. That's a pretty, uh, pretty strong indication of above normal temperatures averaging out over the entire month for the month of June. That's the latest outlook uh, for that. And then um, uh, probabilities for below normal uh, precipitation. This is probably before they knew where that tropical storm would be going. Anyway. Uh, um, if for the lower basin, better probabilities of below normal precipitation and, and some enhancement in, in Montana, uh, again, uh, for above normal uh, precipitation in that, in that, in the mountain areas. Next slide. So looking at the uh, three months of June, July, and August, in other words, the summer months, uh, temperature on the left again, uh, indicates that uh, above normal temperatures are um, enhanced across the mountains and high plains, uh, in other words, the upper basin, and lower basin uh, pretty much equal chances of above, below, or near normal. Um, EC does not mean normal. It, all it means is there's equal chances of above, below, or near normal. Uh, looking at uh, precipitation, Again, kind of a tale of two uh, basins here. Lower basin, better chances for above normal precipitation for June, July, and August in the lower basin, and then um, a slightly lower uh, or slight, slightly enhanced chances of below normal precipitation for the upper basin. Next slide. So. Um, kind of wrapping things up here. Uh, current ENSO conditions, in case anybody cares, uh, still neutral. Um, we're going to have a better handle, I think, in the next month or two on the direction. We'll probably be heading with El Nino, La Nina. Um, this is normal. This is about the time of year where things begin to get sorted out in the ocean, and thus uh, we can make better predictions for fall and winter and next spring and all that kind of business in terms of El Nino, La Nina. Um, outlook is for, as we just went through, mainly warm June, slightly shift towards equal chances um, above normal and uh, near normal, above, below, and near normal, uh, June through August, uh, except for the upper basin, which stays warm. Uh, and then precipitation generally leans towards dry in the short term and continue dry uh, uh, for the summer months, but above uh, chances for above normal precipitation are enhanced uh, for most of the eastern part of the basin, probably eastern two-thirds of the basin. So that, I think, is all. One more slide, maybe. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we do. If, you, if, you're, if you're starved for uh, climate summary and outlook information like I just provided, plus more, uh, you can always get on these uh, webinars that we hold every single month. Um, and if you don't get this written down and you want to get it, uh, you can always write to me and I'll 
I'll make sure you get it. You can call me or send me an email. Um, we do uh, partner uh, webinar, climate webinars, summaries, and outlooks pretty much uh, all year round. So thank you very much. And over to probably uh, Kevin, right? Yep. Thanks, Doug. Yep. To you, Kevin Lau. And as a reminder, the slides are available on our website. So if you're looking for this information, um, they can be downloaded along with uh, this information. Kevin Lau? All righty. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, as Doug said, I uh, want to pass along uh, the thanks of the National Weather Service for the Corps having us participate on these series of calls. Also, as Doug mentioned, um, you know, the first week of June uh, typically witnesses the uh, the peak flow for the mountainous streams, and this year is no exception. In fact, uh, we're at peak now uh, at many locations uh, in the mountains. Uh, what is unusual about this week, and Doug alluded to this a little bit, is, is that uh, we've had uh, warmer than normal temperatures. Uh, some areas in the mountainous west are seeing daytime highs, uh, 10 degrees or more above uh, normal, and nighttime lows are not getting below freezing. That's even at the highest, uh, the higher elevations, above 9,500 feet. So um, even though we did peak uh, in April uh, with a near-normal mountain snowpack, we are seeing uh, higher than normal flows uh, this week at, at the peak. And uh, that's all because of the uh, of the above average uh, temperatures. Um, there's one location. Well, wait. I guess I'm jumping ahead here. So uh, over the past couple of days, we've lost anywhere from two to four inches of of snow water equivalent, and uh, and this rapid melt has led to some minor flooding uh, in the mountains. We've seen minor flooding along the Wind River in Wyoming, along the Boulder River. Clark's Fork, Yellowstone, and the Yellowstone River in Montana. And in fact, the uh, Clark's Fork, Yellowstone, at a uh, small town called Edgar, Montana, actually has probably set a new record uh, on Monday. It was about a tenth higher than the previous record set back in 1997. Uh, but to date, uh, all of the flooding that we've seen in the mountainous west is of minor nature and uh, with little to no impact. So uh, we've also seen a fair share of flooding in the lower plains over the past uh, week to 10 days, where we, uh, we had a widespread rain amount uh, over the past 10 days, anywhere from two to more than five inches over eastern Nebraska, southern Iowa, eastern Kansas, and western Missouri. And that does not count uh, the two to five inches that we received last night in northern Missouri. Um, and so um, all that rain has led to minor to moderate flooding in Nebraska along the Platte River, uh, uh, in Iowa, including the Little Sioux, in the state of Missouri, uh, including the Grand Platte and Osage Rivers, and along the Meridistine River in Kansas. The Missouri River itself from Nebraska City down through St. Joseph, and then again from Sibley down to the mouth, uh, has seen minor to moderate flooding uh, over the past uh, week or so. Uh, looking over the past month, um, uh, of course, the James River kind of goes without saying, but the James River remains in flood 
from Columbia, South Dakota, down to Mitchell, South Dakota. Our um, our most recent three-month river stage outlooks, and that would cover the period of June, July, and August, indicates um, minor to moderate flooding to continue episodically uh, across southeastern Nebraska, eastern Kansas, and Missouri. And in fact, I I wrote this text uh, yesterday, and then last night, as I mentioned, we had a lot of rain uh, in uh, in north central Missouri. And a lot of streams are now going back into minor and moderate flooding. And the Missouri River itself will see a small second crest that's working its way through because of last night's rain. Uh, thank you. And this does conclude the National Weather Service flood potential brief for today. Thanks, Kevin. And I will transfer it over to the water management team. I believe John Remus, do you have any introductory remarks? <clears throat> Yes, thank you, Eileen, and uh, thanks to Doug and Kevin for their support here today. Uh, good afternoon. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstem Reservoir System. I will provide some general remarks, then I will turn the discussion over to my senior staff for more detailed information. I want to assure everyone in the basin that the Corps remains committed to our flood risk re reduction mission protecting stakeholders when we can from significant hydrologic events that pose a threat to human health and safety. The reservoir system is in very good shape, and Ryan Larson and Mike Swinson will provide more detailed discussion in a few minutes. However, I want to caution everyone that we are not out of the woods yet. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions due to large precipitation events, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the mainstem reservoirs. Uh, Kevin Lau just uh, provided some insight into that in his discussion. We posted the June 1st, 2020 Upper Basin Runoff Forecast on Monday. The forecasted Upper Basin Runoff is 32.3 million acre-feet. This is above average, and Ryan Larson will provide more details on the runoff forecast. As we move through the summer, we may have to make several release changes from our projects. Ideally, we would be able to provide some advance notice of these changes through press releases or social media posts. However, this may not be possible in all cases. Therefore, I encourage all interested parties to check the Missouri River Basin Water Management and the National Weather Service website on a daily basis for the most up-to-date information on system conditions and forecasted river stages. That concludes my opening remarks. Thank you very much. I will now turn the discussion over to Ryan Larson. Ryan? Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, above normal precipitation in parts of Montana, South Dakota during May on top of wet soils resulted in above average runoff in the upper basin of those two cities. Runoff in every reach was above average with the total runoff of those two cities coming in at 4.5 million acre feet or 131% of average. Next slide. The 2020 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri basin above Sioux City is 32.3 million acre feet or 125% of average, slightly more than what we forecast last month. Next slide. Surface soils have begun drying out in the upper basin. At the end of March, soil moisture was above the 95th percentile over much of the upper basin. However, at the end of May, soil moisture has decreased to the 30th to 70th percentile over much of the basin. 
In addition, D1 or moderate drought conditions are now present in western North Dakota and southwestern Montana. D0 or abnormally dry conditions are present in southern and eastern Montana, western and central North Dakota, much of Wyoming, isolated areas of Iowa, and along the Nebraska-Kansas border. Right. Eileen, your, uh, your, your, I, I don't know, maybe it's us. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just us. All right, sorry. Soil moisture is still in the 90th to 99th percentile of north-central Nebraska, central South Dakota, and eastern North Dakota. Next slide. Mountain snowpack peaked in mid-April and has begun to melt. Mountain snowpack peaked in the Fort Peck Reach at 17.9 inches, 109% of average, on April 16th. Mountain snowpack peaked in the Garrison Reach at 16.3 inches, 112% of average, on April 19th. Mountain snowpack normally peaked on April 15th. As of June 2nd, remaining mountain snow water equivalent is near 4 inches in both reaches. Inflows into Fort Peck and Garrison have begun increasing as the mountain snow, snow melt arrives at each reservoir. We expect inflows into Fort Peck and Garrison to be fairly high during the first two weeks of June. In summary, the 2020 calendar year runoff forecast is 32.3 million acre feet or 125% of average, which is about midway between an upper quartile and upper decile runoff year. Thank you, and that concludes my remarks. I'll turn it over to Mike. Okay, thanks, Ryan. Uh, Gavin's Point releases have been at 33,000 CFS since May 8th. Releases will remain at that rate during June, downstream conditions permitting. Slide 22 shows the reservoir system storage. Currently, the system storage is at 59.9 million acre-feet, utilizing 3.8 million acre-feet of the total flood storage space. Approximately 77% of the flood storage is available to store runoff in the coming months. System storage will be increasing in the next few weeks as runoff from the melting mountain snow enters Fort Peck and Garrison, as noted by Ryan. Uh, next slide. Moving on to the monthly reservoir simulations, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Ryan just dis discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we will also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other scenarios is posted on our webpage. Fort Peck is currently at elevation 2238.2. That's 4.2 feet above the base of the flood control pool. The reservoir is expected to peak this summer near elevation 2241.9, 7.9 feet into the 16-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 2234 to 2250. Peak daily average releases are expected to be 11,000 CFS this summer. Garrison is currently at 1841, 3.5 feet above the base of the flood control zone. The reservoir is expected to peak this summer near elevation 1845.4, 7.9 feet into the 16.5-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak daily releases are expected to average about 28,000 CFS this summer. 
Oahe is currently at elevation 1611.3, 3.8 feet above the base of the flood control pool. The reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1612.8, that's 5.3 feet into the 12.5 foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1607.5 to 1620. Peak daily releases are expected to average about 34,000 CFS. Hourly releases will vary and may be as high as full power plant capacity this summer, depending on peak energy demands. Moving on to slide 24, the service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The March 15th system storage check indicated that flow support for Missouri River navigation will be at least full service for the first half of the season. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation will be at least full service after the July 1st storage check in a full eight-month navigation season with a 10-day extension would be provided. Monthly average releases from Gavin's Point are expected to range from 33,000 CFS during the summer to 37,000 CFS in the fall. Releases will be reduced in response to downstream flooding when appropriate. Energy generation at the main stem dams under the basic simulation is 11 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is approximately 9.4 billion kilowatt hours. And then moving to slide 25, slide 25 shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This web page gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, and that concludes my remarks. So I'll turn it back to you, Eileen. Thanks, Mike. And I'll hand it over to you, Judd. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Judd Kneeve, and I'm the Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, if you go to the next slide, just give you a quick update on levy repairs. We continue to advance uh, levy repairs. Uh, this uh, update was from Thursday of last week. It'll be updated later today. Uh, so far, we've had 61 approved uh, projects. Uh, we expect uh, to have 65 uh, when we're done. Uh, of those uh, 65, we expect to award 56 contracts. We'll bundle some of those projects, so there'll be multiple levies under one contract. But as of right now, we have awarded 30 out of expected 56. And then we still have 26 levy systems that do not have level of protection, meaning that they still have breaches that have not been restored uh, to full height. On the good side of that, there's at least 39 out there uh, do, that do have level of protection restored. And then on the next slide. And this, this is the status map. Green is what we're shooting for. Uh, those are projects that are under construction. Uh, we uh, have been challenged in recent weeks to advance construction due to the precipitation that you heard the Weather Service uh, discuss, uh, particularly in central Missouri. We've been uh, monitoring and watching conditions really from Kansas City 
uh, down into the Jefferson City, uh, Missouri reach. Uh, we do have areas uh, that uh, where levees have not been restored, where we did have uh, flooding in some of those uh, areas where levees were breached, and uh, we continue to work with sponsors uh, to monitor uh, conditions. At this time, we're not uh, proposing to take any additional emergency actions uh, unless we were to see uh, systemic flooding uh, throughout uh, our area of responsibility from Rulo down to below Washington, Missouri. That's all I have today. Thank you. Thanks, Judd, and I'll hand it over to Matt Kratzke. Hey, uh, thanks, Eileen. This is Matt Kratzke, Chief of the Readiness Branch in the Omaha District Corps of Engineers. Uh, the Omaha District Emergency Operations Center continues to monitor basic conditions in all the states within our district boundaries. And since our last call, we've awarded a contract to close the remaining breaches and make final repairs on the Missouri River Levy Unit L-536 system north of Corning, Missouri. The L-536 system is the final Missouri River levee damaged by the March 2019 flood event to have a construction contract awarded. And uh, repairs are expected to be completed by March. Can you still hear me, Eileen? Yeah, you cut out for a second there, but you're back. You said a, a contract completed by March. Okay, thank you. Sorry my headphones gave up life. Um, all of the active levee systems in the PL-8499 program along the Missouri River, with the exception of L-536, have been closed and returned to their pre-flood height. I do want to stress, however, that even though these systems have been returned to their original height, they do not yet offer the same level of risk reduction as they did prior to March of 2019. They're still in elevated risk until all of the damages of the levees can be fully repaired, and work is continuing on these systems to restore them, and this work includes repairing erosion, establishing sod cover, placing riprap, repairing the drainage structures, and other miscellaneous repairs. Our biggest focus right now is on working with the levy sponsors to identify and secure any necessary real estate to complete all these final repairs. In the past month, we've also awarded a contract to repair the Pender-Logan Creek right bank levy system in Pender, Nebraska. This contract will fully repair this levy system, um, and this will be the 17th contract the Omaha District has awarded to repair a levy um, on a tributary system damaged during March 2019 event. To date, we've awarded 36 construction contracts, 12 initial and interim levy repairs, 22 full rehab uh, levy projects, one O&M project, and one emergency repair contract. There are seven additional coal rehabilitation levy projects and one military construction levy construction project planned for uh, construction and then the engineering, uh, engineering and design phase, excuse me. Additionally, we have awarded uh, three AE contracts to help with the design of the levy system repairs. And finally, the Hamburg Ditch 6 uh, levy preliminary design, the 30% design, is nearing completion and is under review right now, so that project continues to move forward. Um, in addition to repairs along the Missouri River, repairs continue on multiple tributary levees, including the Ames Diking District, Clear Creek levees on the Platte, and uh, we're also continuing to develop design and repair contracts for all remaining damaged infrastructure along the trip systems, with the goal being to have all of these system repairs under contract in the next few months. To date, uh, the Omaha District has secured more than $600 million, while at the same time putting in place additional contracting tools 
to continue our flood response and repair efforts. For regular updates on our repair efforts in the Missouri River Basin within the Omaha District, you can visit our webpage at www.nwo.usacd.army.mil. Click the red levy status update icon on the left side of the page and you can track updates, view photos and videos. Finally, we remain vigilant concerning this time of year and the weather conditions and we can't reiterate enough that life safety continues to be our primary focus to repair the levy systems. We continue to work with our federal, state, local emergency management partners to keep the public informed. This concludes my comments today. Thanks, Eileen. Thanks, Mac. And uh, just so we know, we've got 86 callers on the line. I want to thank everybody who has taken the time to call in. Um, we're going to move to the question and answer session. As I mentioned before, this is the last scheduled call for 2020. So if we do have conditions warrant an additional call, we'll, we'll make notifications in advance. Um, to move into the question and answer session, as I mentioned before, everyone's line is on mute, so to unmute your phone and ask a question, press star six. I'm going to manage questions in order based on state alphabetical order, and then we'll go first with tribal, congressional, state and local government levy sponsors, and then second round we'll go um, allow the media to ask questions. So please wait for your state to be called. Um, and please state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. So first up is Iowa. Okay, state of Kansas. Missouri. Remember to star six to unmute your line. Montana. Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota. Eileen? Yes. This is Jeff Dooley at Dakota Dunes. Hey, Jeff. Question for uh, Mr. Remus. Um, John, uh, during the calls late last year, you had talked about the possibility of trying to create more storage. Uh, in the reservoir system, but you really couldn't understandably so because of the uh, amount of runoff. Have, have there been any further discussion about the creation of more runoff that, or more storage here with the conditions that exist? We were uh, talking about possibly creating more flood control storage specifically for 2020, and the reason for that was we uh, we were going into the year with fairly wet basin. So we were anticipating a, a larger than average runoff year. That coupled with the uh, compromised levee systems, we thought that if we could create more storage space uh, in, 20, in 2019 for 2020, that would be a prudent move. We have not uh, had any discussions about creating any, permanently creating any additional uh, flood control storage in the system. That was just a one-year thing. Okay, thanks for the clarification. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Any other questions from the state of South Dakota? Okay, Wyoming. All right, we'll move to media. Again, alphabetical order by state. State your name and organization you represent. Star six to unmute your phone to ask a question. State of Iowa. 
Kansas. Missouri. Uh, I'm not with the media. This is Joe Gibbs. I didn't um, catch the time to ask questions on Missouri. I didn't know what would be a good time. Go ahead now. That's fine, Joe. Okay. Um, I asked in previous meetings uh, if there's been a recurrence interval computed for the flood in 2019 that said it hadn't been computed yet, and I, I wonder uh, if that is still underway. Hey, Joe, this is John Remus. It still has not been uh, uh, finalized. Okay. Um, could Judd uh, repeat his numbers again on uh, I got 56 uh, approved um, projects, 30 contracts, 26 were not, uh, or 39 don't give full protection. I'm, I, w I was a little confused there, but could he repeat that? Sure. So, so projects approved, Joe, are 61 of 65. I see. Okay. 61 of 65. Contracts awarded are 30 of 56. Okay. And then levies uh, that uh, do not have level of protection uh, would be 26 of 65. Okay. I see. All right. 39 of 65 have level of protection. Okay. Um. That's, I think that's all I had for right now. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. I was wondering where you were when I said Missouri for the first round of questions. Well, I, I don't know what <laughs> happened. Um, maybe I didn't hear it. I don't know. But, no worries. Uh, all right. Thanks, Joe. I was following it in alphabetical order, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> no worries. All right. I'm going to move. Uh, continue. State of Missouri media. If you have any questions, star six. Okay, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, any national media? or other locations? Any final questions before we adjourn? Eileen, this is John Remus. I'd like to make a, a few comments before we adjourn if there's no more questions. I guess I'll give you the line. All right. I just want to thank everybody for participating on these calls. And as Eileen as said at the beginning, this is our last scheduled call for 2020. However, we, uh, we will continue to monitor the conditions in the basin, and if something changes, uh, we will uh, certainly engage the, uh, the basin in a stakeholder call on an ad hoc basis. And I also want to thank the Weather Service for uh, supporting these calls uh, all last year, and, and so far this year, it's, uh, it uh, really helps out a lot. So with that, I'll turn it over to you, Eileen, to, to close us out. Thanks, John. Uh, again, we had 86 callers today, and I appreciate everyone calling in and uh, participation. If you do have questions, um, we 
provided that slide with everyone's contact information, including uh, mine, and I'll be happy to help you out there. Uh, we do send a press release as a follow-up to this call. Um, normally, it's out before the call, and since we didn't get it out so far, so it will be uh, coming shortly. And with that, I, again, thank you all for participating, and uh, God willing, we'll talk to you in January. Um, this concludes the call. There's going to be an AOP meeting or an AOP call in July, won't they, or something? Uh, sorry, uh, Joe, uh, John, are you still on the line? Yes, what was the question again, Joe? Well, we have an he AOP, was about AOP meeting in uh, July. We just, you're still going to have that, aren't you? Uh, well, our, our, our public meetings, we had them uh, virtually this year in April, and we will have meetings this fall. Uh, as far as our, our public meetings, uh, whether or not they'll be virtual or in person is yet to be determined. Uh, it kind of depends on uh, how things go with uh, the coronavirus and uh, so on and so forth. But we will have uh, uh, some sort of public engagement uh, this fall. Uh, we generally have those in the October, November time frame. Uh, they will be in that time frame again. Uh, but uh, we... Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to do those in person, uh, but if we can't, we'll do them virtually. Yeah, I, I thought we had one in July, too, but I guess not. I, no, not, not usually, no. Okay, thanks. Okay. With that, I will conclude the call. Thank you. Thank you.